When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Top Stories. I am, once again, Andy Zaltzman. In December 2018, I surrounded myself with New School Buglers, Nish Kumar, Tiff Stevenson and Matt Ford to look at a baffling week, in a baffling year, in a baffling decade, in a baffling millennium, in a baffling eternity for UK politics. It was episode 4091 of The Bugle, entitled Brex Racebacks. Top Story this week, well, we've already touched on it, uh, Britain has been absolutely devouring itself. I'll just do a quick summary. Theresa May is still Prime Minister at the end of this week of drama. We still have absolutely no idea what's going to happen with Brexit. No one knows what's going on, but everyone knows whatever is going on is not going on as it should be going on. People are still formulatingly stroppy that Brexit is going to happen too soft, too hard, too at all, too soon, too not soon, too anything. The public is united in wanting the government to just get on with it or not get on with it. 
whatever it may be, and respect the will of the people by going through with a 2016 referendum, or respect the will of the people by holding another referendum, or just invade Portugal to give us all something else to think about. <laughs> or send a battalion of giant mechanical robot Vera Lins around the country to sing us all soothingly to sleep with a collection of patriotic wartime lullabies. In summary, Britain is a f***ing nincompoop. <laughs> Discuss. <laughs> uh, so, Matt, as our um, resident Westminster correspondent... Right. Oh, lovely. <laughs> promotion. How would you... Uh, how would you Summarise what has what has unfolded. Matthew, the for the listeners' benefit, immediately started rubbing his eyes like he'd immediately burst into tears. <laughs> well, it's more, more of a face of excitement because I watch the Parliament Channel nearly every day. <laughs> fully <laughs> erect, fully erect, <laughs> bollock naked, um, windows oh, open, shit. heating on full blast. <laughs> Weirdly, it has the opposite effect on me. It's like it's healed over. <laughs> <laughs> I follow it. I love it. I love all the sort of drums and all the all the all the backroom deals. We're going to have a vote on the withdrawal agreement. Yeah, which I don't know if you've read. I've downloaded the five hundred eighty-five page. I've read some of it. I've read the thirty-seven page political statement that right. is it. And what you what is immediately clear, even if you have no knowledge of European law, is that it is so vague it is useless. Right. <laughs> the whole thing is we will commit to finding a solution to this. We will endeavour to find. We, we with our best intentions, we will try and resolve. There is no really that apart from the Irish backstop, which is the major stumbling block. The rest of it is so vague as to be meaningless. <laughs> There's a bit in it. That's about actually s- a review from my 2013. <laughs> <Edinburgh>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's it. They've copied and pasted initials from the internet. It's like a rack all over again. um, There are bits that are really worrying about, particularly security, which is a a fear we should all be be alive to. And it says, from now on, this is part of the political uh, agreement, from now on, Britain will only be consulted in informal meetings. Right. Now, I don't know how you talk about security in an informal way. <laughs> how many tourists have you guys got? Yeah, we got shitloads. I don't know how this is going to be. Right. So already, there's, there well, are Informal meetings signs. are basically just parties, essentially, isn't it? So, you've got to shout it over the disco. Oh, yeah. that's a good idea, yeah. Right. Just a sort of drinks reception. Yeah. Scribble it on the back security. of the <laughs> So she knew there was no parliamentary majority for her deal, yet she was stubbornly saying she was going to put it to the floor of the House of Commons anyway. The one sense of wisdom she'd exercised this week was to not put it down and therefore avoid a defeat. However, what that meant was on the other side, the Tory MPs who need a minimum of 48 MPs of the Parliamentary Party, 15% of them, to write to the chair of the 1922 <laughs> committee, which is the backbench group of Conservative MPs chaired by Sir Graham Brady. He keeps that number s- secret, but once it's 48, he publicly declares it. They then have a no-confidence vote. They have a confidence motion in Theresa May. She gets 200 in her favour, 117 against, uh, which is two-thirds of the parliamentary party. So it's, it's a good enough victory, but it's also a third of them have voted against her. And what a lot of the Brexiteers will say is that it's basically the payroll vote. All the cabinet are going to back her. Yeah. All the ministers are going to back her and all the junior ministers. And the right. 1922 committee, not an indie band. That I <laughs> yeah, uh, the 1922 committee is maybe the only organisation in Britain whiter than most indie bands. <laughs> and I mean, just in terms of Tories not doing their numbers properly, it was formed in 1923. It's <laughs> yeah. just a great, even even the history of the group yeah. is steeped in, in you know innumerate politics. Was it was it off the back of Ireland becoming a republic? It was on the back of the 1922 election. So after that, they they decided they needed a, a proper arrangement. So you have the Parliamentary Labour Party. It's basically the backbenchers. Um, since 2010... You're being very diplomatic, the... Matt. It's the f***ing weirdos. It's, it's the weirdos. Well, that's the, the ERG, which yeah, are like another the, group. They're, well, they're the weirdos within the weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> 
1922 <laughs> so committee, sad. which was formed in 1923 under the prime ministership of Bona Law, <laughs> has had a meeting this week to determine whether the prime minister will continue to stand, resulting in someone getting so angry in parliament that they picked up a mace as a sign of disrespect. <laughs> yeah. So just to be clear, we are not a real cut. This is fucking Narnia dog shit. <laughs> does, does the final vote rest with oh Soggy my Biscuit? God. Um, <laughs> The mace thing is bizarre, isn't it? Cause all that, all matter of context, I suppose. Because if I grab mace, it's probably because I'm in fear of my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Walking so, home from the station. So what are, what are the uh, <laughs> the the regulations on mace grabbing so, in the House of Commons? Well, you're not allowed to explain what it. happened. It was. Um, uh, Russell Law, Lloyd Russell Moyle, I uh, can't remember which order his names go in, but uh, it's an assemblance yeah. of those three, <laughs> is a very um, passionate new, la- when I say new Labour, I mean he's, he's um, recent rather than um, sensible. Right. So he picked up the mace, so the, the House can only sit when the mace is placed on that sort of bench in front of the Speaker's chair. So once it's removed, the proceedings of the House are fi- effectively not official. And there's a, there's a parliamentary precedent for this. Michael Heseltine got his name uh, Tarzan by picking up the mace during a famous debate. Right. Uh, the last person to do it was John McDonnell, who did it over Heathrow Expansion when they were in government. And now... Lloyd Russell Moyle, Russell Lloyd, has picked this thing. Um, it's a real shame for him because the week before he gave a really moving speech on how he was living with HIV. And I think um, the only member of Parliament to talk openly about it, Chris Smith had done in the 90s, but I think he's the only person to really bring it to the floor of the House of Commons as a sufferer of it. So he's got this huge constituency of people out there that go, wow, who's this really moving bloke? And then a week later, basically... He's Mace Boy. <laughs> he's Mace Boy. Has a tantrum. <laughs> you know, and the Speaker of the House, John Burko, says, bring it back! And he sort of says no. And then one of the um, ladies from the Sergeant Arms Office just he so easily takes it back. <laughs> Doesn't that kind of no summarise Brexit? Someone grabbing a thing, then not really knowing what to do with it. Yeah, and then <laughs> hopefully, put, hopefully putting it back. Well, what's astonishing about it is that Theresa May... In terms of the wider Brexit ramifications, Theresa May won, like you say, by 200 to 117. So that's a 58% confidence vote, Mm. which compared to the Brexit vote is in fact a landslide. But Jacob Rees-Mogg has claimed without any irony that this vote is not not enough of a mandate (laughs) for Theresa May to continue as Prime Minister. And the only way at this point that he could be less self-aware is if he described Mr Burns from The Simpsons as being a thin, rich prick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also the tweet that he put out when he did, because he said which way. And I I, I do love for Theresa, she went from no confidence whatsoever to full confidence (laughs) within a matter of hours. It was like she must have read Cosmo sex tips. Um, But he he tweeted, didn't he, saying, was it Ave Aquavale, which does sound like some kind of northern spring water. (laughs) I'll get her with her Ave Aquavale. But like, I don't, don't, since when has tossing around Latin phrases made any one more likable even Stephen Fry can't get away with it I just I like to be try telling that to the pipe (laughs) (laughs) I like to be relatable Andy that's my modus operandi um but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, he ca- oh he came off so awfully. Like I feel, you know, at points throughout this, I've I've felt quite bad for Theresa May. Then I remember who she is and her voting record. Mm. And then every now and then, I, I think, wow, you know, even within your own party, you've just got people like Rees Mogg, like kind of just hovering, waiting. <laughs> Boris and Re- Rees Mogg, you know. I do sort of weirdly have a lot of. I mean, I do not like her, but. The woman who puts the Prime Minister into the phrase, how the f*** is Theresa May still Prime Minister, deserves some respect for her ability to simultaneously win and lose things. Like, it's a real incredible art with the last general election, with this no-confidence vote, that she has technically won, but somehow 
morally seems to have lost. It's like winning Strictly, but only because all the other dancers get violent diarrhea. Like, there's an element of default that really hangs over her. Well, uh, the the result, as you say, two, 200 yeah. to 117, was I like to think of it, the number of tests played by Sachin Tendulkar <laughs> versus the number of tests played by David Gower. 117, also, of course, the highest test score ever made by a test match number 10. Which, of course, ironically, is where Theresa May currently lives. Let me cling to what I know about that. Of course, is scored by Walter Reed for England versus Australia. Reed being something that no one has done with that 585-page document at the Oval in August 1884. Which, by coincidence, is the year to which Jacob Rees-Mogg would like Britain to return. <laughs> Two hundred. The number of wickets taken by Australian pace bowler Jeff Thompson, whose international career, ironically, lasted a little bit too long after he'd really lost his edge. <laughs> I mean, that's not a valid comparison with Theresa May because Thompson was, of course, good to start with. But it is a valid comparison <laughs> because Jeff Thompson made English people terrified about what was about to happen. Um, am I taking this too far? Yes. But the, the point is, uh, 200 to 217, Sajid Javid said it was a clear win for May. But the, the problem is, it's a clear win, but they're all supposed to be on the same team. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a football manager... <laughs> If you're a football manager, the opposition scores a goal and four of your 11 players join in the celebration. <laughs> you have problems. Yeah. It's the way the, the, the numbers in politics are so important, obviously, not just getting a simple majority so that you win or, or don't win or whatever it is. But what you always get in these scenarios is different sides briefing about different thresholds. Now, all she needed was 50% plus one. Obviously, that would have been a disaster were it to be that close. But I remember when I worked for the party, we'd go to the these election counts and you'd be given awful lines to have to take so actually 2,000 losses actually represents progress for the Labour Party <laughs> but this is, this is actually a great night it's, it's, you know, it's tantamount to the, to the disrespect the public hold for David Cameron that they haven't given him 100,000 victories tonight and you have, to, you have to spin these bizarre and what happens is you start spinning early so you have to say actually um you know, and a lot of people around her were saying, Look, if, as long, all she needs is more than 50%, which would have been awful. Yeah. So then yeah. anything more than that, you just plant it in the public's mind, and people go, well, actually, 50% is the threshold. It's, a, it's totally... Obviously, that was the real threshold, but beyond that, it, actually, it isn't. You're absolutely right. To have so many of her own team, that said... Some Darren Brown shit, isn't it? Well, it is, yeah. You just have to, you have to just lodge in people's minds what, what is really going on. And obviously, both sides will, will have different things, which is why the 200 number was so significant for her because she got 199 of them to back her for the Tory leadership. So what they're actually saying is... Her, She's one up. Which is half a percent more popular. <laughs> After two years of actual government... <laughs> She's half a percent more popular on her own back benches. <laughs> not many prime ministers can say that. It's what growing I'm, faster than the economy, so at least What I'm really enjoying about all of this is that obviously this poses an existential threat to our entire nation because our country's supposed to be negotiating a Brexit position. And what I really like is that under threat, Andy has responded like one of those animals in nature that like curls itself up into a ball, <laughs> except you've just wrapped yourself in critic, cricket statistics and sport analogies. <laughs> It's a comfortable cooking. Don't pick at the seams. <laughs> uh, but, but didn't she compare herself to um or one point? But did, did she mention boycott? Yeah, she has. She yeah, did. But Jeff she boycott has. is her favourite cricketer now. For our um tragically non cricket obsessed listeners, <laughs> do you have my continued sympathy? Um, but Jeff Jeffrey Boycott was renowned as uh, he was a very good player, but also an incredibly defensive player. Yeah, uh, renowned for his absolute refusal to entertain the paying public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like Theresa then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, Very much. Thank you for listening. For more from Tiff, go and listen to her wonderful show Catharsis, right now available at thebuglepodcast.com and elsewhere. 
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now.